Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues podcast, Manchester City 1, Chelsea 0. Our first Chelsea loss in a little bit of time. We're just going to go through a quick recap. Josh, Alex here, no Peter as he's visiting family. So, uh, you know, (laughs) yeah, I guess just every time Chelsea loses, he's just like, nope, bye-bye. I'm not recording here. I I don't suffer. I only only come in the draws and the wins. We, We don't talk about losses when I come on, okay? The loss happens, I'm out. I'm not recording with you guys, but we're here. We're here to talk about this. Um, we want to let everyone have have their fun, have their days. I mean, after a Chelsea loss, it's not that fun, but uh, this is just going to be like a quick little recap. Kevin De Bruyne scores an absolute banger of a goal. Uh, Kepa late to react uh, more because the shot was just not expected uh, I, I wouldn't fully blame Kepa. He came up with a few key saves in this match to at least keep us in it. But you know what? After the, the the goal in the 70th minute, I just felt like Chelsea had nothing. And that could just be how dominating Man City was and how they still are very dominating as a side, as, as a whole. But I think it also shows how lacking Chelsea was offensively uh, being able to create chances because they tried. I'm sure, I mean, I'm, I'm going to give them credit. They did try to get chances on goal, but just did not happen, especially when you're supposed to be rushing and, and, and trying to spend your last few minutes of energy and pace that's left in your body, right? Because all the players that were on for the full 90 are just like sprinting for their lives at that point, trying to get an equalizer, or you would hope so. It just didn't look like that. It looked like we were just slower. We weren't being able to create the chances that we normally see against smaller, weaker sides. And that that just came into play by the end of things. Because, like, at the 85th minute, I was like, all right, I've come to the realization, like, Chelsea's going to lose. Like, I think think everyone knew after that Kevin De Bruyne goal. But then I remember Chelsea came right back into their box, and and Werner almost got a shot off, but it it hit a defender and deflected away. So then I was like, okay, maybe we can get a chance here. And then just like after that point, nothing. There was nothing past that point. I've been talking for a little bit. Alex, uh, how are you? Not doing great. Uh, You know, it's obviously extremely disappointing to be out of the title race like this. And uh, that's pretty much what this game did. We're now 13 points behind City. 
and for a team like them, who I think a lot of people aren't giving them credit. Um, you know, this was a fairly balanced game, but you know, Chelsea are just not at City's level, and the the key areas that we were in is out wide. Cancelo, Kyle Walker against Aspi, who wasn't really as big of an issue, but with the pace of Cancelo on that left-hand side, the pace of Kyle Walker, the pace of Sterling, the pace of Bernardo Silva in those wide areas, the pace of Grealish just tore us apart, and their quality, their quick feet, it just, it, it was very tough. This Man City side is very, 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 very good. Um, I don't know if I need to say very anymore. Um, you know, they're, they're a tough side. The result was fair. They deserve to win. And, uh, you know, we had a few key chances. I think Tuchel got a few things wrong today. Uh, when I looked at the lineup, if, you know, if I, when I look at the lineup here, if Tuchel's goal was to kind of play, uh, you know, defensively play on the counter, Ziek is interesting, right? Because he can hit those long balls. I get it. Ziek had no pace. But, to, to... yeah, exactly. He doesn't have the pace to hit on the counter. Lukaku certainly has the pace and just the big nature of running fast with lots of power. And he wasn't getting the ball enough in open green grass. There, yeah. there was a lot of open space around him because, as we know, Manchester City like to play on top of the ball. They like to pressure on heavy touches, I would say, yeah. uh, when, when they're on defense. And that leads to them getting the ball back very quickly and being able to counter. And they're heavy offensive. They're, they're heavy on offense. But then when, you're, when you, know, you get them on a counterattack, they didn't give it to Lukaku enough, I felt like, in open space. And that definitely ended in a, a bad way. I think there was one main part in the first half. There was at least four chances that they needed to get it to Lukaku, and the balls just weren't crisp. They weren't clean. Christian Pulisic literally just passed it to Ederson. He's like, oh, here's the ball, man. Like, it didn't even look like he was trying to, like, get it to Lukaku whatsoever. I know I'm sure he was. And, I mean, that was the viral clip of uh, Tuchel jumping. Looked like he was jumping for joy, but it was jumping out of disgust. He was jumping up and down like a little boy trying to get his toy from the wall, uh, you know, hanging up because he was just so frustrated. And I I don't blame him, honestly. Because Pulisic, I get it if you're trying to play a ball through, so you're trying to have it go past Lukaku and have Lukaku kind of catch up to it. But Big Rom, he's not as fast as uh, Pulisic thought there because he thought he was, first of all, he thought his legs were 10 feet longer uh, and he was 10 miles per hour faster than what he was in that pass. So that was just one thing that came to my mind. I thought Tuchel's system worked somewhat in the first half. Again, needed to feed Lukaku the ball more in open space. They didn't do that. And like you were saying, Alex, Ziyech just didn't have enough on the on the right side. Or he played on the left this game. Yeah. Uh, he just didn't have enough on that left side. Sorry. What I would also say is Christian Pulisic, I would say downhill speed. He's not very quick. He, you know, he has quick movements. He can accelerate quickly. But I think when you when you're you know sprinting down half the pitch, I don't think Pulisic's as quick as someone like Timo Werner, even Callum Hudson Odoi. Uh, I think what Tuchel did bringing on Hudson Odoi and Werner that should have been the starting uh, front three, possibly Mount instead of Hudson Odoi. Uh, that's probably what I would have done if I was him. So I think he did get that wrong, and he realized it and brought you know those players on. Marcus Alonso is just. It's painful to watch him play football. I just got to be honest. It's painful. It's especially in the first, in the beginning of the game. You're moving on. Even throughout the second half of the game, it was just not good enough for Marcus Alonso. And, and these wing backs that were losing Ben Chilwell, Reese James, I, I would argue to say they are the most important players on our team, and we're losing them. 
uh, because they're kind of the guys who are out there on an island at that wing back role. And, you know, they got to do a lot of running. They have big responsibilities from, you know, shifting from defense to attack. And just as P and Marcus Alonso cannot do that, as P's good defensively, but going forward, he's just not good enough like Reese James is. And, and Marcus Alonso is just, you know, not good at anything. So <laughs> there's, not, there's not much to say. I was about to say, like, you know, he's good defensively, but not good going. No, he's not good defensively. He's also not great going forward. He's good at free kicks, and that's about it. And Alex, I, I know when, when Reese James is healthy, as Chelsea fans, we like to stand up for our players. We like to talk good about them, right? We like to talk highly about them. It makes sense. We, we can call Romelu Lukaku when he's on his thing, the best striker in the Premier League, whatever. But when I, what I was, the point I'm alluding to is when Reese James is healthy, we call him debatably the best right back in the world. And we say that when he's on the pitch. And when he's off the pitch, you can clearly tell that you can clearly tell that Chelsea is missing that spark in Reese James, who now we can def like, I can't say 100%, right? But we can definitely say is up there as one of the best right backs sure. in the world. Because when he is on the pitch, Chelsea are so much better attacking and defensively. The balls that we are missing on offense from Reese James to whip in those corners to the left side, into the box for a header, for a goal. We're not seeing that because we have Ziyech right now on the left side who can't even get up the pitch. And Reese James, he's not even a right winger. He's a right wing back and he's able to get up the pitch faster than Akeem Ziyech. So, I mean, you, you understand what I'm trying to say here, Alex. The offensive chances and the guy is is amazing on both ends of the pitch, offense and defense. But the offensive chances, from my eyes, are lacking because he's not on the pitch. I think he really does give us that spark on offense, and we're just not seeing it because he's not there. Yeah, and Ben Chilwell the same, maybe not as big of an impact. I'd say Ben Chilwell also, because Marcus Alonso is so bad, he, it makes Ben Chilwell look a lot better uh, than maybe he actually even is. But uh, certainly those two guys are very, very important to this team. And it just wasn't good enough today, even from Lukaku, right? There, you know, he got he got that one big chance in the second half. And he should be finishing that, right? He he. We paid a hundred million for him. He needs to be finishing that. I don't care what you know. Ederson made a good save. I don't care what you know. I don't care. He needs to be finishing that hundred million. That needs to go in the back of the net. His hold up play was decent, not great. And sometimes I felt like he could do better in that department. So you know, while the service isn't coming into Lukaku, Lukaku needs to do better with the service that he is getting. And uh, you could tell he was visibly frustrated. Uh, probably with himself and with the service around him. But, you know, when Reese James was there, the m- the amount of good balls we were getting into Lukaku was much better uh, than what we have now uh, from, you know, Aspi, from Alonso, and then from whoever our wingers are, who, besides Ziyech, really aren't great uh, crossers of the ball. You know, Pulisic's not, H- Hudson-Odoi is okay, and Timo Werner is certainly not. Um, and Ziyech just doesn't have the pace to play against in such a high-tempo game against Man City when you have two quick fullbacks like Kyle Walker, Zhao Cancelo. And by the way, Zhao Cancelo, I know some people don't think of him as one of these guys, but for me, he's one of the top, top fullbacks uh, in the world. I think he's massively underrated. Uh, and he, w- he would be someone that I would love to have in this Chelsea side, but uh, unfortunately, he's a Man City player. And he's a natural right back playing on the left back at left back. And he's just sensational. That ball he played through to De Bruyne with the uh, outside of his right foot 
it was just magical. And, and you know, this Man City team is the real deal. Uh, they deserve to win, and they're going to deservedly win the title. Yeah, and I think this game just kind of, it showed it. That This was the final stretch from Chelsea. If they got three points here, okay, they have a chance. Let's just hope and uh, and pray that Manchester City draw a few, they lose a few, and Chelsea just have to win, win, win. And it just didn't happen. And I think after this match, we can kind of, you know, finally say it, it that it is over and the title race does, in fact, go to Manchester City. And Alex, in the last five years, we've been saying that a lot. We have definitely been saying that a lot. Um, looking in the past, uh, the, a few months ago, you can say, oh, wow, it's going to be tight till the end. These top three teams, Chelsea, Liverpool, Manchester City, it's going to be in until the end. And you look a few months later, Chelsea, Liverpool fell off, got draws, got losses. Manchester City just kept on rolling in the biggest part of the season, too. These December, January months, as we've talked about, are the busiest months in football. You have multiple matches per week. You have to stay on top of things. You have to have a very nice, uh, you know, amount of players on your team that can step up at any moment, whether it's injuries or rest, because, you know, if you play on Sunday, you're going to play right for Chelsea. I mean, even in this situation, we play today on Saturday when we're recording, you know, they Chelsea come right back. They play on Tuesday against Brighton. You need to have good reserves because they might have to step up for someone like Romelu Lukaku, you know, who, who needs a rest in the next game. So... And Manchester City have that. That's the point that I'm trying to make here. Um, another thing is two more points that you brought up. One earlier and then one uh, just now after you talked. The the one just now after you talked, you were talking about Romelu Lukaku and you were saying how the fullbacks do get him, uh, like the Ben Chilwells and uh, Reese James. When they're out on the pitch, they gave, they gave him better opportunities. Well, when Lukaku is out on the pitch, um, we I mean, we have to state what we're seeing right now. And that is, he's also not up to top form. He hasn't been up to top form and something needs to change. Something needs to click. And when he came back from, I think it was COVID originally, right? Or was it, or was it an injury? Cause now uh, I'm like in, kind of injury and COVID. I think it was both. Right. Right. Majority so he injury was, though. Yeah. He was top form when he came here from Inter scoring goals left and right. Okay. Then he had the injury and had COVID. So comes back from that. Doesn't do so well. He's having problems scoring. Then we get the interview, right? That came out a few weeks ago at this point. Well, funny enough, actually, he started scoring for a few games in a row right before the interview came out. And then, of course, the interview comes out. And ever since then, it's been uh, Then Tuchel sits him. Tuchel sits him. and Deservedly so. (sighs) Deservedly so. But when you need to win a match, not saying Lukaku would have won them that game. That was against Liverpool, right? Yeah. Not saying Lukaku would have won in that game, but I don't know, Alex. I mean, even having him come on as a sub in the 60, 70th minute could have gotten them that victory. But whatever, it is what it is now. It wouldn't have gotten them into the number one spot in the Premier League table. So it doesn't. it's it's okay right now, but I don't know. I, I think that, that could have been different if Lukaku played. But I understand, I understand why we benched him. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah. Anyway, he gets benched. He comes back in, plays a few matches, doesn't do so well. Don't give EFL Cup goals, don't give that credit to him. Don't give him assist credits in that are not in the Premier League. I'm talking about Premier League. He does not look good or he hasn't even played. I mean, like we saw. So that's the thing. We're paying him this much money. Says he doesn't want to be on the team. Says everything's better in Inter. The cleats are better in Inter. The pitch is better than in Inter. Water. The, the water is better in Inter. <laughs> right. Cameraman. All the memes. Yeah, mm, right. It's all better. The, the goals are bigger in Inter. <laughs> 
the ball is better and it's so it's like you know all the memes has surfaced because it, I mean it's funny because you want to talk about all these things are better where you're you know where you played football last okay well you know what this is where you're playing football now you're playing for Chelsea Football Club so perform for them and you're not doing that right now you're not so something's got to change Lukaku's got to get better and when we're playing him up front that just show him hey I'm the guy here I'm being chosen by my manager in probably the biggest match of the season to keep our club, you know, competing for the first spot to win the Premier League. If we win this match, maybe we're one step closer to winning the Premier League. It's a stretch, but it's still possible if we win. And he didn't deserve on the chances that he got, Alex. But I also do think that, no, he did not get fed the ball enough. And then going to what you were saying I think Mason Mount should have started this match, and maybe he could have even played like a false nine-ish, but definitely having him at one of the attacking midfielders or the the wing positions, something. I don't know why we didn't play Mason Mount. He is one of the top young stars in the world, top young stars for Chelsea, top three Chelsea player, I would say, overall. Why isn't he playing against Manchester City? That is, it makes no sense to me. It doesn't. I get the Tuchel master system. We got to think about tactics and and Mason Mount, if we played him in this match, he wouldn't fit with what we're doing with this back five and the attacking three. I don't care. You know, tactics, I feel like when you're playing a Manchester City side, might have to go out the window for me. I thought, like I said, the defensive style was great, but attacking, we had absolutely nothing. And that was because of Tuchel's system. So if you want to not attack Manchester City and just hope, hope, hope that they don't get any goals, then you're thinking wrongly because they have Kevin De Bruyne on their side and look what he did. Yeah, and he should have started Timo Werner as well because that pace was necessary to be injected into our front three. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, there's not much more to talk about. It, It was upsetting. This Chelsea team is, it's a good team, but it's just not up to the level of Man City. And, and we saw that. And they didn't even have a, a number nine. They were playing Phil Foden as that false nine. And uh, they, they still were able to get the get the win. I think we can... It, I think personally, if we had our two wing backs, this team would be much more competitive than it is right now. If we had those two, you know, Mount starting, I, I think this team would have been better. Uh, and Malang Saar got... Ter- you know, he was solid, right? He was solid, but I thought Christensen could have done a better job if he was in as well, so that was unfortunate. Not that I'm making all these excuses, because Man City had almost no one on the bench uh, due to COVID, so, you know. Well, don't worry, Thomas Tuchel will be he'll making make, all He'll make the excuses, so I don't need to do it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it from me. It's disappointing. we got to move on now. We, we're in so many different competitions, right? We're in the final of the EFL Cup. We really want to win that. Uh, the FA Cup we want to win, and obviously the Champions League. Club World League. Cup is coming up. What? Club World Cup is coming Club up. Club World too. Cup, right? If we can, if we can get a cup treble, that would be a you know a, a reasonable consolation prize. So we still have a lot to play for, and we need to get top four in the Premier League, right? We can't be you know faltering and not uh, stay there, and ideally second place. Yeah, why not? And yeah. uh, you got to hope for it. The updated uh, Premier League table is Manchester City in first with 56 points, Chelsea in second with 43 points, Liverpool in third with 42 points, and West Ham in fourth with 37 points. You look ahead, Alex, we are missing the two wingbacks, and I think if we did have them, yes, it would be a different result, but we don't. We have to adjust. We have to adjust with the COVID cases too, as uh, Thomas, like you know, we just mentioned, Thomas Sukel noted on before this match complaining about those cases, and we're doing the best we can, and it's just not going our way. Listen, I understand. 
And that's what I was going off of the whole, you have to have a strong bench, you have to have a lot of reserves, and you have to be ready for them to step up in key moments. And COVID just another addition to that. Because there's injuries and there's rest, and then there's COVID-19. Because that's just another another form that's that's going to disrupt, you know, that you're going to get COVID, right. It's going to you know. disrupt your football team regardless. And there's nothing we could do about it right now. And there will not be anything we can do about it for th- the future yeah. in this current moment for the near future. COVID's not going away. Right. And it won't be for a while. So going to have to adjust. And COVID's not um, even been the biggest issue for us. It's been these injuries that have really killed us. Reese James, Ben Chilwell, Conte for a long period, uh, Kovacic for a long period, you know, Tiago Silva for a bit, you know, all these injuries that have really hurt us. Lukaku, Chalaba right now. Lukaku for a long time, Chalaba. It's all these injuries that are really piling up and hurting us more than COVID, to be honest. Because at least with COVID, it's like a 10-day, 14-day stint where some of these injuries are very long-term. Yeah. So looking to the future, you had to think Chelsea bounces back on Tuesday against Brighton. Uh, we hope for the best. And then Chelsea's going to play Tottenham again after beating them in the EFL Cup semifinal. Uh, so they're going to play them in the Premier League this time next Sunday. So what I think we'll do, Alex, is we can definitely do a recap and a preview to the Chelsea-Tottenham match maybe on Thursday, Friday. I mean, what do you, what do you think? Yeah. Or do you want to wait? And, and towards the end of the week. Yeah. So just look for a new episode by us towards the end of the week. We can uh, preview the Tottenham match on Sunday. And then past that point, we're going to be playing the FA Cup fourth round. But there's a little bit of a break in between, so we'll have to see yeah. what we do then. But anyway, uh, thank you so much for listening to this recap. You can hit that subscribe button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. On Apple Podcasts is the place where you scroll down. You could do five stars, a rating, and or review. I'd really hope you do that. Shipitstudios.com slash blues. On there, you can find out all the places where to listen. Um, you can also subscribe to our YouTube channel, Talking Blues Podcast, at Talking Blues Pod on Twitter and talk and TikTok. Excuse me, that is um, our social media platforms. Alex is on Twitter at anorin twenty three. I'm on Twitter at joshola twenty nine. And again, uh, for Alex and from me. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Talking Blues Podcast, and we will see you next time uh, to talk Chelsea. Peace. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason, and this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.